My name's PJ. I'm Blake. And this is The Church Podcast, Episode 3. The Top 5 Reasons You Should Run From Your Pastor. <laughs> is that good? Yeah. All right. We're basing this podcast episode off of um, kind of a story in the Bible that is, we believe is used in church oftentimes to make people feel like they have to submit to their church's pastor or leadership. No matter what. Yeah, no matter what, because they've been chosen by God and anointed by God. Um, and that is the story of David and Saul. People talk about how, you know, he even was trying to kill him and he still didn't dishonor him. You know, he, he like, he killed the, the guy that killed King Saul because he had killed God's chosen anointed one, you know. And, yeah. And so... The only problem with that, using that story to exemplify honoring the anointing of God is that he was upset that someone killed that person. And we're talking about running from someone who is trying to, trying to kill you or trying to harm you. King Saul was throwing spears at David, basically trying to, to kill him. For whatever reason, King Saul had issues. So anyway... The point we're trying to make is this. It's not dishonorable to run for your life. It's not dishonorable to exit a situation that is unhealthy for you. Mm-hmm. Even if that person is chosen by God and anointed. Yeah. There's a big difference between protecting yourself and dishonoring God's anointing. Yeah. Good explanation. Uh, reason number one is... When honor is required, but not given. This is something that they talked a lot about at the church that we were a part of. They would say, public honor gives you private influence. So what they would mean by that phrase is basically like, no matter what I do, when we're like in a group setting around new people, you have to agree with me, you have to give me grace if I'm, you know, messing up or going crazy or whatever. And if you do that, then when we're one-on-one or in like a smaller group setting with just people who are on the leadership team, you will get say into what we're doing and you will gain closeness to me. So pretty much saying you can have a major influence on my leadership techniques and the direction that this church goes and all these great things if you just always make me look good. Right. In front of everybody. Don't ever make me look bad. Yeah. Because who likes that? (laughs) Which, yes, nobody likes looking bad. Nobody likes that, but you can't (laughs) use your title as a, as a, a trump card. Right. And it was interesting because... Since that was so, like, prevalent, it was hard to even gain up the confidence to bring something up that actually bothered you because mm-hmm. you were afraid that you were just dishonoring. And so what that turned out to be was pretty much everyone would go along with what the senior pastor said, no matter what they thought, because if you brought something up, you were going to get yelled at. You were going to say that you were dishonoring even when people like would have their own ideas, they might listen for a little bit, but then explain why 
that wasn't a good idea if it was something that was different than the direction that they were going. Right. Reason number two, that you should run from your pastor. Asking questions is forbidden. Wow. This was so frustrating. Yeah. If your pastors or the leaders of your organization outside of church too, like any organization, if it if you get in trouble for asking why, there's a huge problem. And I mean, I would guess that that place isn't going to last long and it's definitely not going to grow because yeah. it's a one-man show. Everyone asked so many questions and got in trouble sometimes for asking them. Some people would argue that they didn't get in trouble for asking the question. Maybe they didn't like the tone. Maybe it was some other thing, Mm -hmm. you know, that they kind of used as the scapegoat reason, you know. But when it comes down to it, if you have an unhealthy leader, pastor, um, and they don't want to be questioned, they're going to be bothered by your questions, especially, you know, because it makes them feel like you don't trust them or that you want their position or you yeah. you think you know better and, and that they don't like that. So asking questions is forbidden. It, they're not going to say that it's forbidden. Right. But if you ask questions, especially controversial questions or questions about why things are done a certain way, with the honest intention of, of, of understanding why, mm-hmm. or maybe you have some uh, input on how to improve things, which should be welcome in a healthy culture, mm-hmm. um, and your hand is slapped for that, or you're ignored, bad sign. Run from your pastor. Number three is you must lead or leave. In the beginning... They'll use this phrase a lot. They'll say, God loves you right where you're at, but he loves you too much to leave you there. So even from the very beginning, just subliminally putting those um, thoughts in your head that you're really not good enough where you are and you need to become a leader to be like satisfied with your life. It's interesting because... Fulfilling your purpose. Right. Fulfilling your purpose. That's that's the phrase. So when you first get to a place like this, a church like this, meet a pastor like this, they're going to say, hey, no matter what you've been through, it's okay. We're just going to help you get better. And they are going to do that and it's going to feel really great. And then they're going to say, okay, now that you've been better, you can help somebody else be better. So... You know, I think you're called to lead a small group. You're called to lead a team. You're called to do this. You're called to do that. And they will make you feel like it's your purpose in life to lead a small group, to lead a team at church, to just try to climb this leadership ladder that they've set in place. When they make you feel like you have to do that or they don't really want to have anything to do with you, that's where the problem lies. And we were in meetings where they had talked about people who were in leadership positions and then let um, their family or job uh, take more of their time. Then they were literally, those people were gossiped about. And so I didn't want to be one of those people that were gossiped about. Nobody does. And so it's kind of all that subliminal stuff that makes you feel like if you're not on this track, then you're really not worthy of 
their time and don't expect to go to the pastor's house and eat their drumsticks and drink their beer if you're not doing everything you can for them. Reason number four that you should run from your pastor is dating is highly regulated, if allowed at all. Um, This was uh, one of the most frustrating things about being there. I suspect a lot of churches are like this. I haven't been to them all, so I can't say. But where we were, a large group of people left the church, and then nobody dated. Nobody was approved to date. You know, approved. That was so annoying. For two years about, nobody dated. It was this weird thing. People wanted to date. Nobody ever got approval, I guess, is just how you say it, you know? Because I know they asked, Hey, leader, like, do you think maybe that, um, could I possibly take so-and-so on a a date? I don't think, I don't think you're ready right now. Oh, when, when can I be ready? What should I do? Let's just leave that up to God, you know? Just focus on leading your small group. Literally, they would say this. Focus on leading your small group and growing Lead yourself. If you can't lead yourself, you can't lead a wife. Blah, blah, blah. Like all these reasons why they don't think it's a good idea. And it didn't stop there. If they didn't obey or submit to that leader's advice, I mean, you got a talking to. Yeah. You got in trouble like a little baby. Grown ass adults not allowed to take someone out on a date or take take them to get a coffee if, if they wanted to. Because in their leader's opinion, which the reality of it is that nobody really has the ability to decide when somebody's ready to date. So, of course, they don't know when the right time is. They're not going to say that, but they pawn it off on God. Guard your heart for now. Guard it above all else. Because from it flows the issues of life. It's such a trump card and bullshit to use the Bible to regulate anybody. That's a whole nother reason. That's like reason number six. Yeah. But like the point is, if you get in trouble for wanting to date or if you get diverted from, you know, somebody that you're attracted to and maybe you think they're attracted to you too and and you're trying to go about it in a patient, cautious way and get advice and wise counsel, you know, and your wise counsel tells you some bullshit like, oh, just like put it on the back burner for now. It's nobody's job to ever tell other people whether or not they can like date and that just seems to be a really big point of contention in church mm-hmm. and and uh, i suspect that that the reality of it is is that they take responsibility and personal ownership for that person's sins and so they are f- afraid that if they if they start dating and they commit adultery that they are a poor leader and so they can't allow that yeah nobody wants to feel like a poor leader so mm-hmm. they just micromanage the fuck out of everyone reason number five they will say all of the right things but do the opposite all of the reasons that we've listed so far they're never going to say that the phrase actions speak louder than words is completely true they seriously did the opposite of pretty much everything that they said that's a huge thing that you have to look out for And with all of these things, it's not like we're saying, okay, if somebody's having a bad week and they get upset with you, then run away from them. It's like, no, of course, give people grace. But if they're doing this all of the time, that's 
a huge sign that they're an unhealthy leader and somebody that you don't want or need in your life. And if you walk away from that situation, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And they're going to try to say everything that they can to get you to stay there because they need you. They need your free labor. They may even need your emotional support by telling them how awesome they are all the time because they're insecure. So these were the top five reasons you should run from your pastor. Number one, honor is required but not given. Number two, asking questions is forbidden. Number three, you must lead or leave. Number four, dating is highly regulated if allowed at all. And number five, they will say all the right things but do the opposite. So the following five episodes will be a breakdown of each of these reasons in detail with specific uh, examples from our life experience. And it's going to be really awesome. If you liked this episode, give it a thumbs up. If you didn't like it, give it a thumbs down. If you have uh, a different top five reasons for why you should run from your pastor, please leave them in the comment section below. And... Uh, follow us on all the social media platforms listed in the description. Cheers. Mm-hmm.